I think I'm going to make it. And then I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And then I'm like, I think I'm going to make it. Welcome to another episode of Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Michael Moyer. And I'm Kevin Murphy. All right, Kevin, what are you starting off with tonight? So tonight, my first beer is from BrewDog, and it is Nanny State. (laughs) (laughs) Have you tried this one? Yeah, that's the one that's like, you know, less than a half a percent alcohol or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like barely yeah i don't yeah you could call it non-alcoholic what whatever but uh um it's actually really surprisingly good it's <laughs> like how how i can describe it is if anybody's like drank like flavored stelter water Ugh. i just imagine <laughs> <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> i just imagine a pale ale flavored stelter <laughs> and that's kind of what this tastes like. Okay, I I, I want to try it now. It's yeah. funny. It's funny. Katie really likes likes water like that. Okay, and I, I I try not to drink too much pop anymore. Like, well, I, I'll still drink it, but I try not to have it in the house. Right? Because uh-huh. if I have anything uh-huh. bad in the house, that means I'll drink it or I'll eat it. So, um, uh, sometimes I just want something with a little you know sweetness to it or something and she's like right you can have some of my you know fancy waters or fancy drinks and i'll try them and (laughs) i'm just like (laughs) i don't know what it is it's like the carbonation i think is what is throwing me off it's like to me that's all i taste is the carbonation yeah yeah and and have you ever been to a restaurant that has um um shoot i'm blanking on the you know a fountain drink machine yeah Mm -hmm. and uh how i'm not sure the particulars but you know, it's essentially carbonated water, and they're adding the whatever to make it Coke or whatever at that right. moment. And sometimes the machine runs out of the stuff to make it into Dr. Pepper or whatever, and it'll just be carbonated water. Yeah. And that's yeah. exactly what all those fancy waters taste like to me. It's uh. just I'm going <laughs> to a fountain machine, and I'm hitting, hey, don't give me any of the the drinks. Just give me the carbonated right. water. Right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I would recommend trying it. It's uh it's it's drinkable. It mm-hmm. and it's definitely crushable because you could <laughs> drink all of these you want and okay. you would never get Kevin, never get drunk. <laughs> would would this be the first uh keg on the, the crushability scale cuz you you could literally <laughs> crush could an entire keg. You you would you would run out of space in your stomach before you would, you would stop uh you crushing would. this beer, you know. <laughs> You would have 30 and you're like, oh, Jesus, I am so bloated right now. <laughs> but yeah, I, rec- I recommend trying it. It's, um, it, yeah, it, it'll surprise you for sure. It, it did it did with me. So Katie and I's first one tonight is All Shall Perish. It's the Hazy Imperial IPA. What's really fun with a can is it actually <clears throat> tells you what foods it'll pair with. So... I'm guessing this is what the can means. It's just on the side of the can. It shows. Right. You know. Um, Right. Malaysian beef curry. The cheese is cowgirl creamery. Um, Ombra. Ombra. O-M-B-R-A. If you want a cigar with it, um, your Arturo Fuente Hemingway work of art. Serve at 50 to 54 degrees. Oh, so I'm kind of breaking it right now. We're supposed to be serving this a little warmer than it is. It's her turn on the the Tavur app to order beers. Okay. Or she uh-huh. ordered it uh, because if you share the link, 
you'll get uh, I don't know twenty dollars off or something. So so if you ordered anything from Tavor and you shared it to some like Melissa, ah, when she ordered, she'd get twenty dollars off. Oh, okay. Um, so we're kind of like trading off and stuff. Gotcha. But a- after that first batch, she we had one or two hazy IPAs. And they're they're kind of like the juicy ones, and so like she loaded up, and this one it's really good. Um, uh huh. The brewery is Adroit A D R O I T theory, but what's interesting is the character on it. I'm pretty sure is supposed to be Rorschach from um, the Watchmen. Um, have you ever heard of that? The comic it was turned into a movie, but yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But yeah, on the cover, it's I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be Rorschach, but he's one of the characters, and maybe he has a line called that says "All shall perish." I I don't uh-huh. know, but uh huh. Um, I'm I'm sure they don't have permission to use <laughs> DC characters on their <laughs> cans, but I I will say it's very delicious. Um, again, if you're into kind of those hazy IPAs, uh. We've been on a kick of those lately, so it's mm-hmm. it, it's definitely up up that same alley of those type of beers. For crushability, I think it, it's one of those things where it's probably low on the crushability index of six yeah. because it's just, I don't know. Uh, this is a good, it's, you have a few people, you just, everybody wants to try it, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, let's all yeah. have a little glass of this. This, this right. is a good one for this. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a low. I'm going to give it a one on the crushability. Okay. Okay, um, and again, that's not because it tastes bad. It's just I don't want to drink six of these in a row. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you tore up from the floor up. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> um, okay, Kevin. So, what are we talking about tonight? So tonight, um, I think I want to talk about. I've had some. I've recently got back into running. And I was kind of trying to think of things that I could talk about. And I've had some very memorable experiences while running. Um, I've, I looked up between my Nike Plus, which I used to use to track my running. And then um, I also had a Garmin watch. So I, I use Nike Plus to track my running and I also use a Garmin. And so I have like 1,200 miles logged mm-hmm. between like those two apps. So in that 1,200 miles, I kind of thought of like six things that like really stand out in my head that had happened to me during my my uh, running um, these these miles Cool. So, so I'll go ahead and start with. It's kind of. It's not in any any particular ranking order. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of more in chronologically from when I first started running. So I first started running um, around two thousand, late two thousand seven, I think two thousand eight. Um, and so the the what I used to do, and I kind of talked about this on a previous episode, but there was these Nike Plus continuous run mixes um and it was like 45 minutes or 50 minutes of just a band would make this continuous mix and they were a lot of fun to listen to and i and i actually kind of miss them sometimes Mm -hmm. um so i was out for a run and i have my headphones in and i'm listening to this nike plus continuous mix 
and I'm like get, trying to get in the zone because I just I just started out. I'm like maybe two tenths of a mile into the run. And so I'm running and I kind of out of the corner of my eye, I kind of see something like coming towards me. And then I look over and it's a dog that is just like there was no fence or anything in this yard. Like this dog was just like loose and the dog was just like coming at me like full bore. <laughs> I was I was the prey mm-hmm. and it it wanted it wanted to get get me. So it lunged at me and I kind of did like a like a sidestep and so it kind of like lunged at my right arm. Kind of did like this sidestep. And then I particular I, I I continued to like speed up like continuing, you know, to run. And, you know, in, in hindsight, that was probably the worst thing I could do is to like, oh, I, I need to run faster because, you know, mm-hmm. the dog would probably just chase me more. And to be honest with you, I have no idea what happened to that dog. Like, I don't know if it was called back. I don't know if it chased me for, you know, another tenth of a mile or, yeah. or what. But ever since that moment, I vowed never to wear headphones when I run outside again. Yeah. Because if I hadn't seen that dog out of the corner of my eye, I'm pretty sure it would have gotten me. Like mm-hmm. it it probably would have bit me. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, and that was just a dog. Like that's not I mean, dogs can, you know, mess you up pretty bad, but you know, it's not like a car or something like yeah. that. So yeah. So well, yeah, ever since then I just do not run with headphones. Now, I will make some exceptions. Like if it's a uh, you know, like uh a bike path that's kind of pretty not a whole lot of traffic and there's mm-hmm. not, you know, there's not a whole lot of like, you know, cross crossing streets and stuff like that. Um you know, I will kind of maybe maybe cheat there, but to be honest with you, I've got I've gotten so used to just running without headphones that I just you know I just I I don't need it. I know some people need it, but I I particularly don't need it. Well, like and sometimes it's like I don't know. It's one of those things. It's like just take in your surroundings. Like you don't need right. extra stimulus to um, yeah you know. And, and I I do like when if like when we ran that five k. Um, I need music at that point, but what I'll do is I'll just wear one, um, earphone. In. Right. Right. And it, and it's more from a timing aspect where I don't really like looking at my watch or anything to check time. I just kind of, yeah. like, I know at this point in this song, 12 seconds in, I, you know, I'm feeling pretty good and uh-huh. you know, like uh-huh. all this stuff. So, so that's when I use it. But if I'm on the, um, like a nice bike path, or you know a walking thing like that's just kind of away from everything. I just right. like to hear if there's a river near. You know, I mm-hmm. like to hear that river. Mm-hmm. If you hear the birds, you hear different sounds. You know, you hear right. The, the, you know, you do hear people coming up behind you because um, there's no worse feeling, especially if you're running and there's like some bicyclist just like flying by. Yeah, and they say yeah. on your left. But it's like too late, and you're you're like startled, right? Because they're right, going right. three times faster than you, or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I kind of would. I could see myself with 
the, I think it's the new Apple watches that have uh, cellular uh, capabilities. Mm-hmm. I, I could see myself, like, I don't know, maybe playing some Spotify, like, on mm-hmm. my watch, you know, just kind of to have, I don't know. I could see myself, like, maybe trying that out. I think that'd yeah. be kind of cool, especially for days, like, it's just, like, you're just not hooked up, you know? It's just, it's it's a struggle from, yeah. from one yeah, end to the needs, other. You yeah. just need a little boost. Right. I, I will right. say, just knowing I follow the Apple Watch subreddits, Spotify as a company either doesn't have an Apple Watch team or they refuse to like do stuff with it they just keep blaming apple oh apple doesn't give us this apple doesn't do this yeah but uh-huh. everybody that makes other music apps is like apple gave us this like three years ago and we were able to do this thing so right. I, I know the spotify app is behind i think one of the things okay like i think one of the things you would have to do is you can't stream it but what you could do is before you run you're saying hey i've got this nike uh, plus continuous run mix right that's 45 minutes you could download it to your watch okay so so it'd be like physical you know well physically as much as ones and zeros are physical but but. now now do you know if you subscribe to apple music it what is that like no problem then yeah yeah you can play yeah yeah you can stream apple music i'm pretty sure okay yeah yeah. okay And, Okay. and, and and not to say that apple gives music other music subscription services as much (laughs) um leeway as they do their own services you know um right but i do know spotify itself everybody was super excited like two years ago when apple was like hey we're gonna implement these new things that you can use for your your uh, for for app developers and everybody's like sweet the spotify app will be usable now and then it like (laughs) it was like a year and they were like it's (laughs) it's still the same i'm not sure the exact specifics i just right uh, right just see what people complain about online so (laughs) that's hilarious okay so my net my next experience i'd like to call this the treadmill fail so (laughs) when i first started running i would go to the ymca in uh, lancaster and I would they they had a track there, but the track was kind of tight and there was there was only like two lanes. And so eventually it was just like it was just easier just to do your runs on the treadmill because you're you're just not the the track was not really meant for Mm -hmm. it's meant for people like walking around it, not like trying to like click off three miles on it. Um, So I used to do interval training on the treadmill and basically what interval training is is it's a way you can get faster and so you run really fast and really hard for and a lot of times interval training is um done in meters because it's it's like what a a track and field you know uh track is 400 meters so Mm -hmm. you know that's you know what it is so um so it would be like you would run really hard for 400 meters and then you would like r- recover for 400 meters and then run really hard for 400 meters and then recover. So there's tons of different iterations of it. There's like four times 400, two times 800. And then there's there's ones where you're essentially running a hard mile and then taking like 800 meter break and then mm-hmm. and then running hard again. And so, and, and these speeds are kind of like, you feel like I can't, I can't keep this pace. Like you're, you're supposed to, you're supposed to question your, uh, if you could even like, you know, make it. Mm -hmm. 
So I'm I'm running on the treadmill and I'm I'm do, I'm doing like I I think I want to say I was like in the sixes, like like in the the six mile six thirty minute mile mm-hmm. pace. So I am like really really clicking it off, like you know. And so I'm going. And I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And I, and, you know, and then I'm like, I think I'm going to make it. And then I'm like, I don't think I'm going to make it. And then I'm like, I think I'm going to make it. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden this guy walks by and boom, the treadmill just completely is du- like, it's off. It's off. Did and he trip over a cord or something? He tripped over the freaking cord. <laughs> Oh man, that's horrible. Yeah. You're like, I'm doing it. No, I'm not doing it. I'm doing yeah. it. <laughs> I've never been so alive. <laughs> and then <laughs> And you know, it's not it's not like when you hit stop on a treadmill, the the treadmill slowly brings you to a stop. This was like somebody <laughs> just freaking slammed the brakes on the treadmill. Oh, that's horrible. So so at first I was just like I I wasn't sure what, you know, what you know what was going on i was like is the treadmill just die or something and then i figured out oh he did trip over the cord because the you know the cord was you know plugged there's a floor plug and it's Mm -hmm. plugged in and did he not like react in any way he just kept going on about his business yeah like i think he kind of like he you know he kind of tripped over it and kind of like looked back and then you know just kept on going on his business (laughs) but he wasn't like I, well, do you think from his perspective, was it obvious that he stopped your run at that moment? Or was it like the cord was kind of, I don't know, like, like was it would it be obvious to you if you tripped over the cord that you just I, shut off somebody's treadmill? I think so, because if you're running like at a 630 pace, that treadmill is just screaming, yeah. you know, it's yeah. going, you know, and, and for, for, yeah, for it to... Uh, you know, all of a sudden, just boom, off. You know, I would think your brain could, like, put two and two together. <laughs> I just tripped, and I just hear a sh- treadmill shutting off, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that guy went on, you know, went on with his business. I never saw him again. Like, I don't know where he went or whatever. <laughs> so I plug it back in, and I try to pick up where I left off. Because, like I said, you know, I'm doing, like, you know, inter- you know, hard run and then rest hard run so i think i was like maybe i don't know halfway through it like i had done like four you know two sets of 400 meters hard and then two rest and then i just needed to do two more and so i tried and i could not do it (laughs) you couldn't get back to that i i could not get back to that to that I don't know, like, I, well, like I think, I, well, you just abruptly stopped, right? Right. Like, it, it threw your body was getting into a groove, and all of a sudden, it, it gets thrown off. And right, mm-hmm. a perfect example I have of that is if you ever go trail riding on a mountain bike, I recommend everybody do it. Um, it's you can make it as crazy as some of the videos on YouTube. <laughs> you could make it that crazy. Yeah. One can literally just be on a path that like goes right. up and down on hills and stuff. Uh-huh. And it's just super uh-huh. fun, right? You're going over stuff and everything's super fun. But man, like nothing will kill my energy level than when I'm riding on a mountain bike and you're going down this ravine and you come up and 
Well, well here, here's what's weird is it's never the hard things. If you looked at the trail, you're like, oh, that looks difficult. Yeah. It's never uh-huh. that. It's the, the one you got to the top of the hill. You're just slightly going down the next hill and there's there's a little root sticking out and you, you, you weren't prepared for that root to ride uh-huh. over and uh-huh. you just hit it in a wrong way and you crash. And then after you crash, at least for me, my body is just like depleted right like right. all that yeah. adrenaline buildup that was just like oh yeah i'm doing this yeah like <laughs> i'm sure it looks like i'm going like two miles an hour to everybody like right. outside but to me i'm like flying at 50 miles an hour over all this stuff and then you hit that and then i'm just like yeah i, I just lose that that drive and then the next hill comes up and i'm like Ugh, i just can't go up there you know like and it just it was it's horrible but yeah yeah <laughs> and so yeah i could not get back into that groove like I, you know, I, I tried doing that same pace again, and I think I made it, I don't know, like maybe 100 meters or something, and my body was just like, nope, you know, <laughs> oh. you're, you're not doing that. So, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it, yeah, it was just like, man, just talk about, like, just taking you out of your zone. Mm-hmm. So my next memorable running experience would have to be when you and I lived together. Um, so Michael and I lived together in 2008, early 2009. And one of the things we would do is we would go out to the bars at night. And a lot of times, you know, people would go back home at different times. Do you remember that? Like every, like we never stuck together. It was like, you know, I would go back or that, you well, would go, you know. And, and that that was one of the biggest changes, I think, because um, we lived with our friend Jessica at the time. And, like, in college, you you you, you stayed for the party or whatever with the group, yeah. right? Like, it was all right. the dudes and, like, well, you know, you can't leave yet, you know. <laughs> and But then living with Jessica, she was like, no, once you get to the bar, you just kind of break apart and you go find <laughs> the other people and so it kind of morphed into leaving too and, and yeah. we were walkable yeah. i think what were you we, like what a, a mile and a quarter mile and a half at most yeah maybe. M- mile and a half and, and, and so it became like hey i just i just need to go home so you, right you right but yeah so we would break apart and it was definitely a new thing to both of us where yeah. we hadn't experienced that kind of like well i'm just gonna go okay <laughs> be safe you know <laughs> so at the time, I was really into drinking vodka and Red Bulls, <laughs> and I think this is kind of where this idea stemmed from, because I had a shit ton of energy, because I've been wait, drinking... Wait, Kevin, um, vodka and Red Bull on the crushability index. <laughs> oh, man. I... Well, based on... Uh early 20s kevin i would say it's a it's like a, yeah a 12 out it was of 12. <laughs> it was super crushable i'm surprised i didn't die of heart palpitations because i just yeah so i remember i don't know where you were i think maybe jessica had already gone home and i wanted to go back too and i was like i don't need to call a cab i can just run home and so now now mind you i'm not like in any type of exercise gear like i am like in jeans like sneakers you're you're in your hey ladies i'm yeah yeah 
to party with you. <laughs> yeah, I probably had my leather jacket on yeah. at the time. Oh, you yeah. Know? yeah, that brown one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I was just like, well, yeah, it's it's only like a mile and a half. I can do it. So mm-hmm. I literally ran from Court Street all the way down to where we lived. <laughs> and I just remember like getting into the house and I was like sweating and Jessica was like, did you just run home? And I was like, yeah, I was like, I feel great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But you know, you were, you, you were like, oh yeah, I just burned off like the last Red Bull that I just drank. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just, I, I think of that now and I'm like, oh, how, gee, like I'm pounding Red Bulls and then I go for a run. I'm just like my poor little heart at the yeah, time. <laughs> I, I, like of all the dumb stuff we did um, during right. that time and what I did in college and stuff, like that period of time when I was drinking Red Bull constantly. And I've, I, yeah. I've always had a higher heart rate than most people. Like even when right. I was doing the two and three a day soccer practices and I was probably in the best shape of my life and swimming right. and everything, uh-huh. my heart... Uh-huh my resting heart rate was still in the low eighties. You know, I, I've, okay. yeah. I've just always had a high heart rate and you add Red Bull to that. <laughs> like, and so when you, if you ever buy an Apple watch, one of the great things about it is it tracks your heart rate uh-huh. and it's pretty accurate. It will tell me, it'll be like, Hey, you haven't been doing anything for a while. Um, and your heart rate is really high. Are you okay? Like it'll yeah. actually ask that question and stuff. Huh? And, and and most of the times it happens is when like I don't know I'm on a plane flight and it's a lot of, a lot of turbulence. You know, so oh, so I'm okay. like literally yeah. sitting, not doing anything, and it's just like, whoa, that was really rough, and like right. my heart rate will spike. Right. So I can only imagine wearing that in 2008. It'd be like, yeah. hey, you're you've been standing in this bar for an hour and a half. <laughs> Is your heart rate okay? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't don't recommend the uh, Red Bull and vodkas to people. Uh, it's right. Just, it's it's it, yeah. It's too Not- easy to keep. Just keep going, right? You're like, ooh, yep. that just went down so yep. fast. Overhead. And then you start talking fast, and you, it's like you're on speed. And, yeah, right. It's, it's, it's not good not for to, anyone. Not to mention, <laughs> they they are insanely expensive. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you got to pay for the Red Bull and the vodka. And I can't imagine what they freaking cost now. I know they were expensive back then. Oh, I'm sure yeah. na- now they have to be like $16 or something like that. Like yeah, just, yeah insanely expensive <laughs> so my second beer is another brew dog and this is jet black heart mm. what do and you think so, of that um actually you know what i we've been chit chat and i haven't <laughs> taken a drink a drink of it yet um but anyways it is a oatmeal milk stout mm-hmm I like while you drink it. I'll, I do like that one. I, Brewdog, I think um, they are a giant corporation uh, disguising themselves as a small upstart. You uh-huh. know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really like it. It's uh, it's so smooth for all their beers, and they release a billion a uh-huh. week and stuff. I do really like uh, that beer. I, I think that if, yeah. I've, their uh, punk IPA is pretty good, but it's also pretty standard from an IPA. Right. But th- that right. one right there, I, 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 you know, if I see it somewhere yeah. and I don't want to try something else, I'll definitely get it. Y- you know what's weird is like when we go out to eat 
I always kind of forget how much I like stouts, like when we're out to eat. Like my kind of go-to is always like the IPA list. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see an IPA, that's the one I'll pick on, on the list. But it's like for some reason, I always forget like I do actually really enjoy quite a few stouts. Yeah. But I never feel like, like, I don't know, like I never get them when we're out to eat. Yeah. Well, it's like I, I think you, you'll probably go through phases like I've gone through phases where I was like, oh, I want only IPAs and then, right, you know, Northwest yeah. IPA, you know, all this stuff. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to. So I'm sure you'll probably swing to stouts at some point. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> One of the greatest things uh, being friends with Mike and Audrey is they always want to rotate new beers into the tasting thing so okay uh-huh what they've really brought to the table that i never really experienced before is hey we're going to bring over four beers it's not a a six pack and you get your own beer you get your own beer and we just drink it by ourselves it's we're going to open mm. one can or we're going to open one bottle and we're going to share it okay and yeah. it's and it's like it becomes a, a sharing thing and so so you're not and that's really when drinking became a, oh, I, I drink to get drunk thing to, oh, I'm actually drinking to taste the flavor of this thing. Right, right. Um, which was kind of a, if you would have told 21-year-old Michael that, I would have said he was stupid. You know? yeah. <laughs> but, um, what do you mean you don't get, yeah. you, you don't drink to get drunk? But, um, so what's your uh, what's your second beer? Yeah, so my second beer is uh, Frost Beer Works out of Heinsberg, Vermont. It's the plush double IPA. Um, it is Imperial uh, IPA, uh, and I really like this. It, it's yeah. so hard. I really wish I could have 20 IPAs lined up. Uh-huh. And maybe we should do this for an episode. Yeah, actually, I really like that idea. It, it, maybe not twenty, but you know, like yeah. another, we, <laughs> we might have a we might have another episode like last week's episode, but, right? But um. <laughs> You know, and that way we really taste the differences between IPAs. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so hard. So many IPAs just taste so similar. And we both like IPAs, so it's like, well, this is really good. I mean, it's an IPA, you know. Right. It's almost to the point where it's like, if it's bad, that's the only time we can really, like, (laughs) you know, say anything to it. But but I I really like it. Now, this is definitely, uh, uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd give it a four out of six on the crushability. I've got to be a little more careful with my crushability scale because, you know, after that half no fury that we drank last week, that was yeah. 13 and a half percent that I I gave a 12 out of 12 or a 24 out of 24. Right. <laughs> I love how we kept on like talking different, different level scales and stuff. And then the, cre- the, the cream of the crop was when we were talking about one to plausible. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah we we got a little out of control with our 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 rating scale yeah, yeah. in the last episode <laughs> uh, listeners get let you in on a little of the secret sauce you know we we told you we were recording in person the last two episodes and and we did kevin and i do edit this show quite a bit <laughs> um i take a first pass at the edit i cut out you know all the intro stuff all the outro stuff uh all the points in the middle you know etc right and then i go ahead and i cut out just lots of stuff in between there's dead pauses we say um too much we say you know too much eventually i get to the point where i'm like i don't care if i say you know another time <laughs> like it's just part of our thing <laughs> you're right episode 20 that was episode 23 episode 23 
I was pretty much just like, I'm just going to roll with it. Let's lay it all out there. This is what happens when you're, you know, way past the two beers that we're supposed right. to drink for this episode. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. I just got an update from um, my wife. Uh, she gives this a five out of six on the crushability scale. Oh, <laughs> damn. So she definitely likes this one. Yeah. <laughs> So I I realized that I didn't say uh, the crushability with the oatmeal stout. Yeah, what so is it? I'm gonna say f- four, four, four out of six. All right, crushability. Four, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's right here is why a scale out of six is stupid because what right. is the difference between <laughs> a four to five? Like, right. you're if you had the option of one, two, three. Of like, what's your crushability on this? One, two, or three? You'd be like a two, probably, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, or you know, if you gave it out of four, whatever, whatever the reason is. But six, you're like, <laughs> crap. What what am I going to give this mid tier? <laughs> I don't want to yeah. give it a super crush. It really, it should just be one or two. Is it crushable yeah. or not? Or not right. one or two? We'll we'll, we'll go um, uh, computer sciencey and engineering. We'll say it's a zero or one. <laughs> zero yeah. is it's not crushable. One, yes, it is crushable. Yes, it is crushable. <laughs> It, it will end up being there's a lot more crushable beers <laughs> than non-crushable beers, <laughs> in my opinion. All right, Kevin, back to your um, running highlights uh, stories. Okay. Okay. So my, my next story I have for you guys is my wife and I, we went to Maui for our honeymoon. We stayed in the town of Kanapali in Maui. And so there is a Western Resort there that uh we stayed at and one of the cool things that weston has is they've struck up a partnership with new balance and so basically it they will give you workout gear if you don't have any workout gear and so for just five dollars they will give you shoes shorts shirt socks everything you need and I had no intentions. And I think at the time um, when we went, I wasn't super into running. Um, you know, I kind of I kind of had fallen off the wagon a little bit with it. But I'm like, for $5, they can give me all the stuff I need and I can go out and run. Mm-hmm. And what was cool about where we stayed is there was like this kind of windy walking path that like linked all of the hotels along like the the beach front that we stayed. And so you you would see people like running along this this little, you know, path along the beach front. Mm-hmm. So I got up super early um because the sunrise was like I don't know, like 5 a.m. or something. Mm-hmm. It was like cra- crazy early. Um so got up early got my new balance stuff and I proceeded to go for a run. And what was just really cool about it is just the fact that, you know, to your right, you have just ocean, Mm. you know, and it's just, it's just amazing landscapes. You know, Mm. I'm just, I remember when I was running and I, you know, I don't, I think I maybe did like a mile or two miles. Like it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't mm-hmm. a, a huge run, but I just remember like trying to like kind of what we were talking about before is just kind of really soak it in mm-hmm. like as, as you're, you're doing that. 
Um, but there was kind of a little funny thing that happened also during this run, during this kind of majestic, serene, you know, early in the morning. There's there's hardly anybody out. But so I was I was running along this path. And this is the dilemma I always have as a runner is when I'm coming up on someone because I sometimes I don't know if I should say anything or not, because there are times where the the people, especially if they don't have headphones in and this person certainly didn't have headphones in, um, they some, you know, they, they'll hear you, they'll hear you coming and what I've learned is there will be times where I kind of just like purposely cough mm-hmm. or like, you know, make a sound yeah. just so, I, you know, like I'm, you know, presenting myself yeah, versus yeah. like, you know, just like coming, you know, past them because it's different when you're running versus a bike, like a bike, yeah. you, you holler out them know, yeah. yeah, yeah, you holler out. On your left, Plus, and then you, you're not you know. going to be. I mean, they might be slower than you. I mean, that's why you're going to pass them, but you're not, you know, like to yeah, that they can yeah. make a last minute thing, right? I will right. say there's probably two differences of when you should alert someone if it's literally quiet and all you hear is the ocean, yeah, uh, especially if it's a female in front of you. If a female is running in front of you and you're the only two on a path, you probably should say, you know, on your left or I'm coming up, you know, or something. Right. Just right. because as people, are, I was going to say as a female, if you're a female runner, <laughs> you are conscious of, hey, there might be a guy coming up to attack. Right. Me, right. Right. Like, so they're uh-huh. always consciously aware. So, so you letting a, a female aware that you're there kind of will make her feel better right but like if you're on a path like when i lived in dc and you had gone on the trail along the potomac holy crap that thing was busy as all hell right like i mean you would literally be saying on your left on your left on your left (laughs) i'm not it was the the busiest trail i've ever been on in my life right and it's just kind of crazy um so that's probably the difference i would see so uh, you know but if it was a man in front of you and you know you're running uh, hopefully yeah they can hear you um right i mean uh-huh. even, even if they had headphones in they're probably blaring the music they probably wouldn't even hear you anyways you know yeah you said on yeah. the left so but i i right. know i know definitely just because i know people are gonna be yelling at us yes if you're on a bike no matter what you use a bell you scream you say on your left you let everyone know that you're there right but we're talking right. about running right now and yeah <laughs> <laughs> But, um, so so I'm a, so I'm I'm coming up on onto and it it was a female it was a, a female in front of me and so I'm having this this internal dilemma of do I say something because I didn't I didn't want to holler out on your left and startle her because it was it was very early in the morning you know very quiet serene you just have the ocean lapping. And at the last minute, like, I'm probably, I'm going to say I'm probably an arm's length from her, you know, just kind of off her, her left shoulder. I say, on your left, like that. And I scared the living bejesus yep, out right. of her. 
You should have said it about like ten feet from her, not yeah. like, "Hey, literally, I'm touching you." Yeah, <laughs> tag, you are it. <laughs> yeah. So, so my my internal struggle didn't do me any good because I still ended up scaring the bejesus out of her, even though I said on your left. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, what's fun is um, I've been to Hawaii twice, right? Uh, once uh-huh. in 2015 and once in 2018. And both times, and Katie, think this, Katie thinks this is super dangerous. I have just happened to use up my running shoes. Okay. Um, and so I have sought out replacing my running, sho- running shoes in Hawaii. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and now Ke- Kevin uh, will agree with this. We just don't go to the store and buy, you know, random running shoes. It's not like, oh, I'm just trying to, okay, yeah, I'll take this pair. We yeah, do research uh-huh. on the pair. We That's right. We, you know, so this what makes it even <laughs> more dangerous is me just going to another um, state, let alone Hawaii, and saying, yeah. I'm going to buy this pair of Asics, right? <laughs> now, now, if let's say that I, if I get to Hawaii... Um, it's our uh, honeymoon and I want to buy this pair of Asics, blah, blah, blah. And I can't find it. it it's not the end of the world, right? Like I'm right. not a runner. It's not like I need to run five miles each day. It's just one of those things. I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to buy shoes. And, Cause I did want to go running, um, while I was there. Uh-huh. So the first time I'm there, um, for our honeymoon, I find an Asics store that was literally just an Asics store and and, okay. and I walk in and I was looking for this particular brand because I overpronate and, you know, like I need to like have that support and stuff and everything. Right. And right. they just happened to have that exact pair that I'd been eyeing for months. Um, I, a few stores around me carried it. So I tried it on and I knew I, I would like them and stuff. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And I got it and it was great. Well, fast forward to last year. It'd been three years since I had gotten those shoes and, and I don't uh-huh. know the proper Kevin, what's the proper, like I had somebody ask me once, they're like, how many miles do you have on your shoes? And I was like, Oh, like you mean running miles. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, maybe 50, but you know, I use right. them for so much more. I, I right. use them when I bike or I sometimes, you know, like just go walking, you know, like, I don't know. Right. Like, uh, but yeah, you, I think, I think they recommend, uh, it's been a while, but I think it's like 300, 400 miles you should replace your shoes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's running miles. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so I have 400 running miles on my shoes. Yeah. Because what they say is is basically, you know, the, the material of the shoes will start to break down and it doesn't provide the same level of support yeah, yeah. you know yeah, so exactly or it could just be a marketing ploy to sell more running <laughs> shoes it's probably a mix of both <laughs> right it's probably like yeah. the the you go to some oil change place and they say hey bring your car in at 3500 miles and it's like you know your your owner's manual of your honda is telling you to bring it in at 8500 i don't think honda so so why don't you split the difference right like if honda is trying yeah. to be like hey we want you to kill your engine so you have to buy a new one i don't think honda's doing that but let's just say they are and you have that oil change place saying oh yeah you got to bring it in every 3500 right know? yeah that might have existed <laughs> in the 50s you know uh, yeah but yeah 
you know, so maybe split the difference. Take it in every 5,000, you know. Right. (laughs) (laughs) But that's funny. So, yeah, I I lucked out. I found an Asics store in um, the Big Island. I bought my shoes. So the last time we went, um, Katie um, works sometimes in Hawaii. Uh, I was playing a little riskier and i was like at this point i was like i don't think i really need to replace my shoes i still have my old pair but uh-huh. i was like it'll still be fun to buy my next pair of asics uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> and why and so there's right. no uh, at asics store in maui this is the the time we we're in maui and i was like well shoot uh but i did find an outlet store and so it actually worked out even better because i went in um talked to the guy he uh-huh. had a two-year-old model okay. of the shoe, uh-huh. like $50 off or something. And I was like, well, what are the new ones do? And he was like, he was at the outlet store, so I don't think he really cared if I bought the new ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was like, but if you, if you buy one pair of the new ones, you get a second pair for like half off. Like that was the deal. <laughs> like, and so I was almost buying two pairs of running shoes that I don't run enough to, let alone <laughs> less, you know. And so I was like, I was almost about to, and I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, I put them back, and I just bought the two-year-old pair and saved like, you know, 80 bucks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so every time I, now I want to go to Hawaii, I want to buy yeah. a pair of running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my... <laughs> Hopefully, I'll have the opportunity to go back to Hawaii again. But if we ever right. do, that's the one thing I need to do every single time. So my next experience, and this actually fits in perfectly with what you were just talking about, was, like I said in the beginning of the show, I, I recently got back into running. And my shoes that I have, they're like five years old. And they do have quite a few few miles on them. So I was... I was eyeing to get new running shoes. So on a recent trip to Nashville, we had stayed at the Gaylord Opryland Hotel and Resort. And right next to it, there is a giant mall. And so there's an Asics store in that mall. (laughs) And so in Michael fashion, I thought of you when I was doing this. I went to the Asics store and I bought... Running shoes in Nashville. Asics running ah, shoes. Nice. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> and since the Gaylord is so, so giant, you know, you can do like what one lap around the, the hotel and, you know, you uh-huh. got a couple miles yeah. in. You should have been like, Melissa, um, I'm running to our restaurant tonight just yeah. because it's going to take 12 hours. <laughs> So I I went out the next day and I it was it was kind of cool I I ran you know right you know by the Grand Old Opry and and you know kind of ran around our resort a little bit but I just thought when I was doing it because I I remember you had telling me this story before I I was like yep Michael would be proud of me right now I'm I'm, buy, I'm buying running shoes on vacation <laughs> I wonder if it stems from like. Um... I don't know if you did the same thing, but one of the things we would do when we go to Myrtle Beach every year is uh, my parents would say, here's a jar for, uh-huh. for each of you. Like, and it would be a, I don't know. In my mind, I'm thinking of a growler jar, but I, I don't, I doubt they would have had a growler back then. It was some type of big jar like that. And, okay. and throughout the year, if if you came across quarters or change or whatever, or they did, they'd put money into it. Right. right. Or we would. Mm-hmm. And so then you would save up and then y- you would cash that out. You would get rollers, um, coin rollers, and we, we'd go to the bank and 
you know, it might be $75. I'm sure my mom gave us an extra 50 or something, but you know, uh-huh. like it, yeah. it was something to be like, okay, when we go to Myrtle beach, you're going to have a hundred dollars to spend because you've been saving up for this, this year. Right. And one of the things I always loved going to Myrtle beach was finding that one object, right. That I would spend my money on because I never liked uh-huh. spending money on multiple things, like little things. Right. I wanted right. to save it up. And I, I wonder if, um, like that's carried over to this like concept of oh I'm in Hawaii I should buy a <laughs> pair of shoes you know <laughs> yeah maybe yeah because it's fun but it's all it's yeah, yeah it's always just fun yeah. you know like it what, is yeah, fun it's, it's like just... oh yeah and so every time I see those shoes I'm like oh yeah I got those in Hawaii you know like, right right <laughs> <laughs> well what's funny is I remember one time um <laughs> probably my silliest purchase I ever made normally it'd be like we'd go to a magic shop down on in Myrtle Beach and I'd buy like some book or something right like okay but one yeah. year uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it was probably the summer of 94 that the home port of Super Street Fighter 2 came out for Super Nintendo. Uh-huh. <laughs> and this was an upgraded port. Street Fighter 2 came out for Super Nintendo a few years before, I think in 92 or something. But this one had like an additional characters. It was sped up, all this stuff. And, and I don't know what it was, but for some reason... I had in my mind, I was like, oh, I've got like $85 in a Super Nintendo game, especially like Street Fighter at that time was like $75. <laughs> and so I had in my mind, I even think I told my mom, I'm going to buy this game when I get down there. And she's like, no, you need to buy like fun Myrtle Beach stuff or whatever. I'm like, right. nope, nope, I'm going down to Myrtle Beach. <laughs> I'm buying this game. So I literally bought a game that I could not play because I didn't bring my Super Nintendo or anything. Right. I don't right. even know if that was discussed. I think it was just like, oh no, I'm gonna leave it set up up here. I'm just gonna buy it. Down there. <laughs> <laughs> so I literally bought this game, you know, on vacation waited Uh a week Uh and a half to play it or however long it was just so i could bring it back (laughs) if lily inherits anything (laughs) i hope she inherits the i have to buy things on vacation (laughs) trait well what's funny is i did it later when we had our um uh senior trip or Uh or, well i don't know what you call it it's your senior post trip we we graduated a bunch of friends went on a senior trip right like we went Uh down to, to panama florida Right. And we're in right. Panama, Florida, and I had all this money for my graduation. You know, I got a few hundred dollars. And I see a, again, I don't know what it, what, what's wrong with me. Um, <laughs> I buy, <laughs> I am in Panama, Florida. I, I don't care about all the stuff everybody else is buying. Like, oh, let's buy this tchotchke of, of uh, this and this. Right, um, right. I buy. Metal Gear Solid for Game Boy Color. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what's funny about that? Is that game, which I no longer have, I don't know what happened to it. I don't know if it got... <sighs> my, my, my nephew played with it, and then my sister sold it in a yard sale or what. But that's one of those games, uh, You know, back to our Michael's collecting thing. That game goes for like $400 now. Because Jeez. nobody bought it in the year 2000, and because Metal yeah. Gear Solid is a, a um, franchise that people love, okay. and it was actually a pretty good game, like uh-huh. it's just one of those sought-after cartridges. So if you just buy the game itself now, it's like 80 bucks. 
Like, wow. I, I paid 30 for it back in, uh-huh. you know, I mean, I'm sure inflation makes it like 45 or something. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so back to that thing, it's just like, maybe maybe I just need to buy more crap on vacation than that's like, <laughs> that has nothing to do with the vacation. Like, yeah. hey, Katie, I'm buying a TV. Oh, oh my God. Another, I, I, I was, the first time I was in San Francisco and I told you I was trying to like, you know, go to a, a restaurant that was unique in San Francisco and then I ended up at the Burger yeah. King. Yeah. I literally walked into a Sony television store, and I thought to myself, "Can I have a TV shipped back to Ohio?" Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I don't know what's wrong with me. What's wrong with me about being in other places and being like, "Hey, this has nothing to do with this location. I just want to see right. it. You'll, you'll ship it over." <laughs> all right, uh, all right, Kevin, continue on with your your running stories. I think you, okay. you've got a few more, right? Yeah. So I got I got two more. I got two left. Um, so my next story is about, I think it was around 2014. Uh, we did this giant trip, um, down to Isle of Palms, South Carolina. Uh, and like all of Melissa's family was there and we had like this beach house and, you know, everybody had the room. And so I, at, at the time I took my running stuff because I was just like, you know, I want, I want to, you know, work out. Now, when I did the running in Hawaii, it was on, like, a paved path. It wasn't on the beach. Like, the beach was just right there, but it it was this path. So, when I was in South Carolina, I was just like, well, I I want to go running on the beach. I've, I've never ran on the beach before. Anytime you go to the beach, you always see runners running along the <laughs> beach. It, it just seemed like it was something I needed to experience. So... I I have all my running gear with me and you know I, I I get dressed up and running shoes on and I I go down to the beach. And the first thing that I have to realize that you can't actually run in the like the loose sand. Like it, you 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 twist an ankle trying to do that. Yep, that's exactly so, what I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. So you have to run down like in the hard pack stuff, mm-hmm. like where the the tide you know the tide comes up, and um, so I start running along along that path, or you know the hard pack sand, and I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool, but first thing is this is a very busy public beach, so I am like constantly like trying to like maneuver my way around like dogs and kids <laughs> and you know like all of this stuff so that was like the first thing where i was just like man this is kind of annoying because like you know i'm constantly like avoiding people mm-hmm. um and like i said before you got to run down where it's like hard packed and so the you know, anybody that's been to the ocean, you know, the the waves come up and then they go back out, but then sometimes they come up further. So not only am I bobbing and weaving between dogs and kids now, because I don't want to like run through the water, like I don't want to get like my shoes all soaked and everything. So now I'm like trying to like stay far enough up so I don't ever get like where the, you know, the waves would like overtake overtake me or something like that. Mm-hmm. So 
it's a little stressful at this point because <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm running. I'm trying to avoid all this stuff. And then the next thing, and I think if I ever tried to do this again, I would not do it. Like, cause I want to say, I want to say this was probably fricking midday, um, trying to, to run. And, you know, it's not like running around your neighborhood or a bike path where you kind of get a break from the sun. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll 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 run under some trees and you kind of get that the, the break. You are just like being baked alive by that sun, <laughs> by that sun. So you just you can't escape it whatsoever. Um, so, you know, it just like, you're just sweating and you're just like trying to avoid all this thing. So basically it didn't end up being as kind of cool as what I thought it would be. Yeah. I think I still ended up doing like five miles or, or something like that. But, but still it was, uh, it was definitely something that I thought was going to be a lot cooler than what it was. And it just, it was, it was hot and stressful and yeah, it was just it not what I thought it would be. Um, but I also think there's could be the opportunity to to have you know those kind of experiences with. But I think like you know like I was saying you you gotta you probably gotta go early in the morning when no one's out you know just like all of those things. But mm-hmm. yeah, it was <laughs> it was uh, a memorable experience for sure. <laughs> Now was this after your Hawaii trip? Yeah, this had yeah. happened after the Hawaii trip. Yeah, so you were probably like, "Oh yeah, like, you know, yeah, this Hawaii I was, is I was this trying beautiful to, thing. You wanted yep. to recapture it, you know? Yep, yep, exactly, did, exactly. Did, did, I kind of wanted to Did you mention it. what time you left for the Hawaii trip? Was it early in the morning or was it midday? Or yeah, so the when when I went running in Hawaii, it was it was super early in the morning. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And, but it also there was this nice paved path that I was running on. I wasn't actually running on the the, the uh, beach. Oh, gotcha, time. gotcha. Because yep. because it was a yep. nice like resort that was like Ooh, right we want people to yeah got right it, got it, got it. right <laughs> okay. yeah. Now, so this was uh, yeah this was the first time I've ever tried to run on sand mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you know so which that's kind of like even the hard pack stuff. It still feels weird. Yeah, definitely. You know. Yeah. Well, I shared a uh, verywellfit.com how to safely run on sand without getting hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and number one is start on wet sand. You know, like, uh, okay. don't try and be in that poofy sand that you're like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> this definitely doesn't work. <laughs> you're going to twist an ankle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin, let's round this up. Um, okay. So kind of my, my final experience... And this is probably the most recent experience that I had is Michael and I did a 5K about what what about three months ago? What'd you say? Was it that long ago? I th- I think it was shorter. Okay, it was maybe like I don't know. My how old was Lily at the time? <laughs> I, I I don't know. Well, I mean, she was she was born at that point, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was I think it was in March. Yeah. I don't, my, my, I don't know. My my I don't know. Anyways, all all, all yeah. effed up. So, <laughs> Michael's like, I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> Has somebody fed fed, fed the baby yet? <laughs> <laughs> um. So, anyways, we did this five k down in Athens, and it was, uh, you know, just kind of went along the bike trail, 
But what was cool about it, and I think it's something that I'll always remember, is the fact that we started on the 50-yard line of the football stadium Mm -hmm. where the OU Bobcats play. And so we kind of started on that 50-yard line and then exited out of the the stadium. And and I actually, I think, like, if you look at any type of bucket list... um, running bucket list items they that's like either start or finish on a 50 yard line is like one of them yeah yeah so i think that's that's cool just kind of by happenstance Mm -hmm. that you know i did like a bucket list item for runners so to speak that's cool yeah that was uh well at that point when was the last time you had done a 5k or did any running i mean it'd been a while right i'd been a solid five years yeah. Um and but you've kind of kept it up since then. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just I ran 6.2 tonight. Ooh boy. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh yeah. All right, yeah. Kevin, with with that in mind, um you got to have a good song for your 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 running episode. I this is kind of is a little cheesy, but I think I got to go with since the kind of the topic at hand tonight was running. I think the song to close out this week has to be Flock of Seagulls, I Run So Far Away. Wasn't that in the Grand Theft Auto commercial? Yeah, for Grand yeah, Theft Auto. It was. Yeah, it was. The, I think it was Vice City, right? Yeah, yeah, because Vice City was in in the eighties. <laughs> that was the eighties uh, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, uh, like I've tried to play the newer Grand Theft Autos, and everybody loves them. Um, right, but it's one of those things where I I forgave the faults of Grand Theft Auto Vice City because it was the mid early 2000s right and uh-huh. like the yeah. clunky controls and everything but grand theft auto 5 in my book should not play like shit like it should not play like a 2002 game it should be like all the things that bothered me then should be fixed but they they never fix that stuff they just really big really stuff. and everybody huh. loves it well everybody loves the game and then they just overlook that stuff they're like yeah but you can 
literally play tennis. And I'm like, yeah, but it's not fun tennis. It's just like, yeah, <laughs> it's just this weird thing that I, 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 I'm so into to video game culture. You know, I'm, I'm like, oh, this game's coming out. This game's coming out. But like, I just, I, I am not a part of this behemoth that is Grand Theft Auto still. Right. I'm just like, they have right. not learned anything. They just keep, I mean, it, it, the games are like amazing technical achievements, but it's just one of these. Like, hey, fix your aiming. You know, I, I shouldn't feel like um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. And it's it's me more because like right. a billion people buy the game, so it's one of those things where I'm just this one like, game got back my day. Yeah, I don't, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know. I I haven't played any of the new ones, but I also think like, you know, like kind of what you were saying. I think we were talking about like it was the you i i think you had said something like it was the perfect game at the perfect time yeah. and that's kind of how i felt the the grand theft auto vice city was like it was the perfect game at the perfect age at the perfect time you know and i just i don't think i could get into it again yeah. the way i i enjoyed it you know all right michael are you ready for another <laughs> 